0: To down, to down to dunk. Yeah. Um, miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's yeah, a way of saying, like, you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. Oh, the <laughs> miffed and I and peeved. I think so. It's a real world. It's a real It's a real, it, it's a I That's it. a real one? I don't yeah. use it, but it's Not real. in your vocab? Down to dunk. Yes.
1: This is Steven Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Steven Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved, because you're listening to Down to Dunk.
0: Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and we're featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time with me today. Tonight, it's our first night pod. Alex Spears. Night pod! Night pod! I had a few people tweeting at us today asking where the pod was, and uh, it's a night pod! napods because i've been napods get crazy they do get crazy i've been at the great wolf lodge in uh dallas texas with my family over my birthday my wife and i actually have the same birthday what and, and we wanted to leave town and we took our children to the great wolf lodge and it is great it was great
1: that's pretty good do you guys buy each other presents
0: um we have in the just, past this year we did not yeah. um but we just celebrate going the going down water slides that's what we do
1: that's a pretty good celebration my my wife just had her birthday i, I bought her a hammock oh wow she, hammock family now is she relaxing how big is this hammock oh it's big yeah it's big yeah it looks like a cross-section of a viking ship it's oh. all wood it's really it's cool all wood. <laughs> yeah it's all well not the part you lay on it's just a rocking ship it's basically just a big picnic table but i call it a hammock
0: (laughs) oh man uh enough about our lives let's talk about this nba draft lottery where you sent out this tweet about the kings and um you're gonna need to explain yourself about i was i was
1: so excited you know i uh i on on Reddit, I only follow two team subreddits. I follow the Sixers, which makes sense because I used to be a Sixers fan. Mm-hmm. And then I follow the Kings for what reason I don't know. But I've never <laughs> unsubscribed. So I read their posts all the time. I don't know why. Um, so I was, but I really have been rooting for the Kings. I feel like there were two or three years though after Vladi Divak started where we were just making fun of them constantly, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I kind of gotten over that, you know, I was ready to turn, turn the tide with Sacramento. Their, their fans have been beaten down for so long. <laughs> really? Have. Uh, the fact that they haven't had a top three pick since 1991 is just the cruelest thing. I yeah. mean, they've definitely been tanking for many of those years, Oh, um, yeah. but they're, but they're terrible at it. And so I was so excited because I was rooting for them and they jumped five spots from seven to two, and this—the fact that they got to two—is very important because now, when I tweeted this out, I said this has been going on for months. Turns out, only one month. But this guy, his username on Reddit is King Select To how do you how do you say his name? I just said Donkey. <laughs> Donchich. Donch. Donch. yeah Okay, his name is King Select Doncic Second. Okay that was that oh. is his username. Wow. His very first post was only a month ago. All right, can I read you some of this post? Oh, please. So in fact, he actually posted this in the NBA draft subreddit. It wasn't even in the king's subreddit. He said, "I was on a vision quest that took place in my apartment's office the other night, fueled by those Kiva bars with reduced reduced THC limits that adhere to the new laws of legalized cannabis edibles." During that time, a wave of lucidity washed over me that delivered a gift from the near future. The Sacramento Kings will get the second overall pick from the lottery. And then he goes on explaining why this is going to happen, a lot for karmic reasons. Um he then says Ayton will then be selected number one overall, not because he is considered the top prospect by the front offices and scouting circles, but simply because that's how destiny works. <laughs> Doncic is the prodigal protege of Vladi Divac and the promised prince of Sacramento, seeing as that city is the proverbial Eastern Europe of the NBA. From there, he will lead them to multiple championships as the centerpiece of the franchise, along with many other accolades. So he wow. posted this like a month ago. The post got nine comments. No one cared. <laughs> it was completely ignored. But the guy kept commenting. And so... So not, so in a separate comment, somebody said, okay, well, then who's going to get number one? And he said the Phoenix Suns, okay? Wow. That's the second part of the prophecy. So he predicted that as well. Okay. Then the day of the coin flip, so the kings were tied with the bulls in record. Yeah. And they had to do a coin flip. And the kings actually ended up losing that coin flip, which if they had won it, they would have been whatever, like the seventh pick or eighth pick. And the, the bulls would have been the second pick. The day of that, before that, he made another post, this time on the King subreddit. He said, the NBA will be broadcasting their tiebreaker coin flip soon. We will lose ours against the Chicago Bulls, but do not let this dishearten you. The results of today are moot in the grand scheme of tomorrow. This is but a small yet essential part of the prophecy.
0: (laughs) This is is getting so weird.
1: He predicted the coin flip. Okay. So then last night, They win the second overall pick. The prophecy is fulfilled, except they want – the last part of the prophecy is that they have to get Luka. That is the final part of the prophecy, which is kind of complicated now because the Phoenix Suns just hired the Slovenian national head coach, Mm -hmm. Coach Igor. Mm -hmm. And he obviously has coached Luka. And you would think that he might have a say in this and that Luka might be the pick. Obviously, on the other hand, DeAndre Ayton – is from Arizona. Apparently, people think that means something. <laughs> he played college in the same state,
0: so obviously, well, I'll tell you why it means something. Why their owner Robert Sarver donates a bang load of money to that university? So and you think he's seeing it as like a way to bring in fans? He is the most meddling owner, one of the most meddling owners in the NBA. And so, one, he loves Arizona. Two. I think that he is going to make himself a part of this process. They have, You have the GM, you have the owner. The owner really gets to do whatever they want. It has to be approved by the owner before anything is done. A lot of owners just say, do whatever you want. The Thunder don't have to deal with this kind of crap. Some teams don't have to deal with this. The Suns are not one of them. You know, the Suns had to deal away picks, a pick years ago. They sold it for cash. That could have been either Andre Iguodala or Luol Deng that they could have added to the Amar Stoudemire, Steve Nash, Boris Diaw sons, but instead they cheaped out and sold it. They also could have had like Rajon Rondo. They sold that pick too. Um, so like they, he is, he's not the greatest owner, and he has shown that in many ways. And I would almost guarantee you that they will take. Deandre Ayton, which is not a bad thing. Like Deandre Ayton, right. so he's an absolute monster. Um, but I also think he's one of those dudes. And Mikel and I talked about this on Monday that he walks into a gym and you're just like, whoa, this this guy, he's unbelievable. And I and I know that their coach is going to be going to bat for for Luca. But I I would be I'd be really surprised, and maybe we'll find out. Through some stuff um, before the draft, that Luca's just better, which I, if I were them, that's who I would take. But um, Aiden is still going to be good. I mean, he's 20, he was 20 and 10 at Arizona. He's only 19 years old. He is physically already ready to play in the NBA and he'll dominate. Um, I, there's a lot of things that scare me about him, but he's he's not going to fail and he's not going to be a bust like he's going to he's going to be really good but we'll we'll see if he can be like a high level defensive player i think that, that that's like the big question in my mind but i'd be surprised if they don't take him and a lot of it has to do with their owner so you think the prophecy still has a chance oh i i would almost guarantee it to be fulfilled really yeah
1: Well, let me uh, let me tell you some more things about the prophecy, because (laughs) as the prophecy started gaining steam over the past month on the King's subreddit, uh, certain Kings fans started making promises. They started making sacrifices. They said, if this prophecy comes true, I will do this. Okay, so one user, he said he would give up memes. That was really brave of him. Okay, another user, CJ, he promised to buy a De'Aaron Fox jersey. He's crazy. This guy. Wow. Wow. But then user Ropey Genie promised to eat an entire book if the prophecy came true. (laughs) So last night on the subreddit, he ate a single page of a book. Now, when he was called out on that by user CJ, who remember had promised to buy a De'Aaron Fox jersey, Ropey Genie said, here we go again. Eating 150 plus pages or whatever is not healthy. I'm not going to F up my guts for some stupid Internet laughs. One page was plenty. Honestly, just get over it. <laughs> then user f- friends with a pop star replied, then you shouldn't have promised a whole book. <laughs> so these were the conversations that were going on last night on the King subreddit. The,
0: the conversation should be that the prophecy can't be fulfilled until he wins <laughs> them a title, right? Well,
1: yeah. Well, the guy who the the, the seer, I guess you would say, he not only promised titles, but he, he specifically listed out what awards he would win. He said he would win the Rookie of the Year, a one-time Finals MVP, a one-time regular season MVP, five-time All-NBA First Team selections, and Hall of Fame induction. So there's that. we've actually probably got like another 20 years to fully fulfill this p- prophecy. But so far, he's hit – he's 100%. We have
0: 20 years.
1: <laughs> he's on the way.
0: Yeah. I, I think that he'll be on that Kings team. And I think that was, he's, he's pretty interesting to add to that group. I hope so. Because if if Phoenix takes
1: Luka and then Sacramento likely takes Aiton. Yeah. I just, I do not like that. I feel like this is DeMarcus Cousins all over again.
0: Yeah, and
1: it could be. I just don't want it to happen. Although, so if I was Sacramento, I was going to run this by you, see what you think. Mm-hmm. I think there's some teams in like the mid lottery, especially Dallas, who you oh. could potentially convince to do like a Sixers-Boston trade from last year. Oh yeah, certainly. And if that was available to me, and I thought, you know, maybe I could get Jaron Jackson at five, and then pick up another pick. Yeah, um, I, I think I would do it because remember the Kings don't have their pick next season. Hmm. They have no first round pick. So I I'm not personally convinced that Deandre Ayton is so much better than those next couple of guys that Sacramento absolutely has to take him. Um, I, I see people talking about him as like this incredible offensive player, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. He apparently is pretty decent defending in space on the perimeter, but he's definitely not a like elite rim protector. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like the defense is his number one concern and you, I just I just don't understand how you watch these playoffs in 2018 and think that DeAndre Ayton is obviously like a top two pick.
0: Yeah, I think it's the way he moves. As because he's seven he, he's seven foot two sixty maybe even two seventy. I mean, he's a monster, but he moves like a six seven guy. And if he can get. If, and that's the problem with really both of these teams is that if you can get him to the right spot and he can be taught correctly, and we don't know what the Suns, you know, new coaching staff will do. Like maybe they'll be great. I mean, if they, and if they are, that's awesome. Um, but if you can teach that guy how to move uh, or not how to move, he can move. If you can teach that guy where to go and how to defend in space well and how to defend the rim he's he could profile as a guy that you don't necessarily have to take off the floor it's It's really like a potential play like you know what you're gonna get in him like he could be a twenty ten guy just like that um but the potential that he has and it' it'll take a a while but the potential is that this is like a game changing five like a guy that you have to game plan for not that you not a guy that you can take off the floor, but that a guy that you're Have to play, you have to have a big on your team to play against him, kind of guy, and so that's the potential that's there. But
1: I mean, do you do you look at him as a better prospect than Carl Anthony Towns?
0: Mm, I don't know. I don't know the answers to that. I I've watched a bunch of clips on him and I've read a lot about him, and I don't. I mean, he can shoot, and he can he can he has a skill game. I mean, he could be similar. He's just He's just bigger and he's just stronger. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. I wish I, I wish I had a, a, a better answer. But Towns also, well, there's there's a lot more questions about Towns at this point in the draft process than there have been about Aiden. Like Aiden is, people are pretty sure about him. So
1: I'm not Andrew. I'm I, not sure. I
0: know, I know, and I'm saying that. That people are sure about him while also being a little unsure of because of the things that I saw um, when Mikelly and I really looked into it. Because after I watched him, I was uh, a, a little bit like, that's the guy, you know? And you can watch highlight reels and you can be like wowed by him, but then like you just watch like a full game of him and you're like, okay, like he's good, like he's very good, but you you kind of question whether he's going to be like a, like a game changing guy. Like he he has the potential. He's got the physical attributes, but you kind of question whether that's, whether that's going to be like that or not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that he'll go tell you about, he he uh, won't go, he won't go outside the top two.
1: No, he won't. I I mean, the Kings are going to take him. Um, I, I think it's possible if the Mavs really did offer the five pick and they're first round pick next year mm-hmm. that the kings would have to consider it yeah um but i expect that they would take Aiton if luca's taken number one yeah
0: which by the way i love luca i do too he's i love him so much he's gonna be really fun and i like that i mean the Cavs like the or not the Cavs. The kings have uh the other bone dog bogdanovich there um yeah. they have darren fox who is, he's still like a pretty high level prospect he's got He's super quick And if you're surrounding him with shooting Like Bogdanovich But healed um, And Luca And you have just shooting And you have him like That's a that's a nice fit there And he's obviously Luca's a great secondary ball handler type of guy um, They have something there Scalabissier is still a guy That could develop into something He's only 21 um, Yeah <laughs> They traded for Bruno <laughs> They still have him <laughs> um, uh, can I- but I like I kind of like what they're doing like if they end up with him and they can kind of move forward and not sign anybody to a big contract or do anything stupid I think that they're they're on their way. Uh can I read you um this is from
1: Arizona Sports Talk Radio? Yeah. Uh do you have you heard of this guy John Gambadoro? Uh-huh, uh he, he's kind of I, I assume he's like their uh traber eshback mm-hmm. but he he posted this article today that said anonymous evaluator reveals his Luka Doncic scouting report oh okay. <laughs> and he starts it off by saying uh there's a fun and healthy debate going on about who the sun should take number one uh deandre ayton or Luka Doncic. to me it is a no-brainer because ayton is a man-child was the only can't fail prospect in this draft which ex- sounds exactly like an article you'll read in 10 years after eight is not a can't fail prospect <laughs> um but this is the scouting report okay on luca uh these are some of they're all in bullet points might have reached his peak could struggle in more physical nba non-athletic not even unathletic non-athletic huh. he's, he's a non-athlete he's the opposite of an athlete Very immature, not mentally or emotionally prepared to play an NBA right now. Entitled, full of himself, not liked by teammates. So basically, this guy is like posting this like smear campaign against Luca for what reason I don't know.
0: Hey, I'll bet you that it's Robert Sarver. The uh what,
1: Andrew? the
0: owner of the sons
1: these are wild claims you're making right now <laughs> so you think he's feeding you think you think that the scout is actually the son's owner Robert yeah.
0: sarp wow he's been apparently he's he has been scouting is from from what i've heard
1: <laughs> really
0: i heard i heard that on a podcast this week and i was like what It actually would be hilarious if this really was just Robert Sarber's thoughts. Hey, it that would not shock me. That would not (laughs) shock me one bit. Uh, was there anything else from the lottery that, uh, that's interesting to you? I mean, obviously there's not many thunder takes from that night. I think the only one is it has to do with the Cavaliers that the Cavs did not move up. Um, Cause I think if the Cavs moved up into that top three or, and if they got into the top two, I think that that kind of makes the case for LeBron to stick around a little bit more because one, they have like a trade chip, like a legitimate trade chip to go get somebody else. Um, if right. they wanted to use it that way, or like if you can get Aiton or Doncic, and you can say, Hey, like LeBron, you can stick around and play with these guys or we can play with them for a year and trade them for somebody better. Like we, we have a lot more we can do with this, but now they're in this, I mean, the the mid lottery is going to be super interesting because like we don't, we don't know what's going to happen with a lot of these guys. Like you have Mikael Bridges, who is a small forward kind of stretch or a switchy type of wing. Um, you also have Miles Bridges. You have the, the brothers Bridges there um, that could play on the wing. Um, I think a guy that people will tie to them a lot is Michael Porter Jr. And I got a guy that we talked about on Monday uh, who is kind of a mystery after his back injury um, as to what he could be. Um, so, yeah, and then there'll be bigs there. Like we don't really know where where Mobamba will go. Uh, he could fall that far. Trey Young could be available at that point. Uh, so there's just I mean, it's still interesting, but I think that it would have been a little bit more interesting and. Um I think the Cavs would have had a better chance to keep LeBron had he gone in the top two. Um but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens obviously with LeBron. But if if LeBron stays in Cleveland, I think that's clearly a, a win for the Thunder in a in a strange way with Paul George. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the uh a few other things. I was very excited to see Dallas drop. Uh not a fan of them. I was
0: very excited to see Dallas drop.
1: <laughs> Glad they're suffering. Uh, I'm really interested to see what Atlanta does. Um, cause mm-hmm. I, did you see the story about, I don't know if it was just on Reddit or if it was other places, but, uh, Schroeder like unfollowed the Hawks and has oh. taken all the Hawks huh. information off of his like Twitter bio and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, so I just wonder if it's a possibility, if they could be a, uh, Trey spot. Yeah. Um, cause I really like, I really like Trey, and not just because um, an OU grad. <laughs> I really do like him. I like Trey Young. I think he's going to be really
0: good. the uh, The Draft yeah. Express guys seem to, or have been saying that they that Marvin Bagley is our guy. Yeah,
1: and I get that. And then you're building around I don't know Marvin Bagley and John Collins.
0: They kind of profile Whatever. as similar players. Um, yeah, Bagley obviously can shoot it better than John Collins can but they're both just crazy athletic guys um but That's I don't what, I don't know that Collins profiles as a starter in the NBA anyways right um, but Bagley surely does more at this point in time so it'll be Where interesting. would be your favorite Trey Young landing spot? Oh man. I mean everybody sends him to orlando but that's that terrifies me for trey yeah i i kind of like the idea of new york yeah um oh yeah him him and nilakina yeah they could play next to he could play next to to frank
1: yeah um obviously cleveland i think would be a, a great option especially if lebron leaves just yeah. kind of handing it over to a new young player
0: mm-hmm. um i wonder if chicago would take another point guard. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You're kind of looking at, cause if he drops, if Orlando doesn't take him, then I doubt Chicago would take him. And I mean, the Cavs would probably get him though. Yeah. It'd be, it would really be interesting if he fell that far to New York. Like right now, um, the draft express guys that are now at ESPN have them taking Colin Sexton from Alabama. Um, which is interesting. Did you, but Did you know that uh, Atlanta has three first-round picks this year? Hmm. Yeah, and the Clippers have those two, they have 12 and 13.
1: Yeah, right in the middle. That'll be interesting. I'm very excited. You, you and I both enjoy the NBA draft way more than most people. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably my favorite sporting event of the year.
0: <laughs> it's very fun. We're going to have another draft party at... Uh, anthem i sat down with nick uh the other day that works for anthem that has worked with us for a while now and we decided that we're gonna have a draft party even though the thunder don't have a pick just because last year was so much fun so get ready for that night of the draft we'll do we'll have a little party and we'll um if if it doesn't turn out to be like an interesting thunder night we'll do a trivia night anyways and Make sure that ever that people can go home with some prizes and have some fun. So, uh, I was a uh, I was going back through like the uh, the Thunder draft lottery
1: nights. Yeah, just because I I just didn't remember like if they moved or kept their position. Do you remember like the the main three ones like 07, 08, 09.
0: 07 They moved up significantly.
1: They did. They actually, which this part I didn't remember, but they flipped spots with Boston. mm Hmm. Boston had the second best chance and ended up in fifth. So they yep. have three teams move ahead of them. Yep, that's just so crazy. Like imagine if Boston had kept the second pick, they would have been able to draft KD. They would have never traded that pick for Ray Allen. Yep, completely different world.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that then, that made it. That made a huge that that start. They don't have. They may not have a championship now. You know, right without. That flip, and then the Thunder trading, or then the then Sonics trading Ray Allen for Jeff Green on draft night. Yeah, and then in '08,
1: I didn't remember that uh, Seattle then was had the second best odds, and they actually moved down to the four. That was the Russell Westbrook draft. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they had stayed second, and they take- might have taken Michael Beasley. Yeah, imagine where we'd be now. We'd have so many championships. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or OJ
1: Mayo. Yeah, or OJ Mayo. That was that was the draft when Chicago jumped from ninth to first. Yeah, and got, yep. And, and then, uh, and then 09, the Thunder moved up one spot from four to three. And I remember in that draft, going into it, everyone was, there was all these rumors about Hashim
0: Thabit and OKC. Oh, man, yes. And I was
1: so terrified about it. Yep. And... Thankfully, <laughs> the Grizzlies thank- Chris
0: Wallace and the Grizzlies <laughs> took Hashim, but that didn't stop the Hashim the beat to the Thunder destiny though that's I- true that that was our own prophecy. that was our own <laughs> Thunder prophecy was Hashim the beat ending up on the team
1: and it was fulfilled
0: and he wasn't that bad for the Thunder. he was and he was really fun too he was uh were you we went to that game together. The Rockets game when James Harden's first game back in OKC when Hashim Tabit uh got thrown out of the game. Yeah. And the whole crowd yeah. was chanting for him. That was Yeah.
1: I remember that game because uh we sat in the very first row of Loud City. Yep. And we brought a giant Justin Bieber sign <laughs> that said uh oklahoma city has bieber fever we were we, we just wanted to get on the screen so we we're trying to think of like the lamest like family friendly sign that we could make and we we're like oh justin bieber's really hot right now why don't we do something with that they'll definitely put us on definitely did not put us on and not only that it came and security came and talked to us because we were hanging the sign like over
0: the the railing this is not the same game i'm telling you that before we oh, really? even continue, no, I, rem- I remember you doing this. I was not with you. Um, okay. and I'm glad I wasn't. And I'm really happy that the Thunder did not put you on the Jumbotron. <laughs> I that was the same game. Um, um it, was, it, it was not, thankfully. <laughs> but Hashim to Beat, um, yeah, that and I mean, that is that was a huge miss for the Grizzlies because they could have. Because they could have had Harden. They could have had even Tyreek Evans at the time. Like Tyre, People forget that he won Rookie of the Year in a class that had Blake Griffin, James Harden, Steph Curry, and uh, Tyreek Evans won. And he was amazing that year. Um, and sh- the beat was very bad. Very, very bad.
1: Um, do you want to move on to
0: this week in Thunder history? Um, before we do that... Can we talk about something awesome? Yeah. (laughs) It's the press. The press. It's located in uh, the Plaza District near downtown Oklahoma City. It's just the most amazing comfort food. They've got uh, fried chicken. That's very good. They have uh, a starter that's called the Waffle Fry Bonanza. Waffle fries, queso, cheddar, diced red onion, diced bacon, and barbecue sauce drizzle so good. They've got a great salad. I've told you guys about the salad. Really, any any salad that uh, comes from the, the makers of the Mule, Anchor Down, or the Press are amazing because they're fresh. Uh, and always, I mention this and I'm not joking, if you like mac and cheese, you've got to go down to the press because anything that involves mac and cheese is great. You can get it as a side, you can get it as a whole dish uh, with their buffalo mac and cheese or their barbecue mac uh, it's amazing. So please support the people that support Down Dunk and eat at the press. Um, Alex, we're going to move on to this week in Thunder History, but I'm going to tease our last segment as long as you have done your homework. Did you listen to the Dion pod? Oh, yeah, I did listen to Dion pod. Okay, do this week in Thunder History and then we'll close with the Dion pod.
1: Um, okay, this week in Thunder History... Uh, We're going back to 2008. Now, Andrew, in 2008, May 16th, the Thunder were in Oklahoma City, okay? But the Daily Oklahoman had constructed a 64-team bracket to decide the new name of Oklahoma City's new favorite sports team. Uh, Now, actually, around the 14th or whatever day it is, it's the 16th, (laughs) <laughs> uh they actually uh announced the winner do you know what the winning name was for the oklahoman no it was the thunder oh really isn't that crazy i didn't i didn't know that but because this is way before the team was actually officially named um but out of 64 proposed names the thunder actually won huh which is it's kind of interesting but i wanted to tell you about some of the actually before i tell you about some of the other names so this is from uh an article may 15th it says let's hear it for the thunder make that the oklahoma city thunder that's right out of 64 names proposed for the new oklahoma city nba team our readers voted for the thunder a number two seed in the name game bracket for those of you who like it and voted for it in the finals over the outlaws congrats <laughs> The Outlaws. <laughs> now listen to this part josh newby was a big fan of the thunder hey He's a big-time fan of the NBA in Oklahoma City. People may remember newbie for the many times Wait, he dressed did, up.
0: Wait, did Barry write this? Uh, it just says staff reporters. Well, that heck was definitely came from Barry. That's true.
1: <laughs> People may remember newbie for the many times he dressed up for Hornets games. At the Hornets games, newbie was known as Eggman. For the papier-mâché <laughs> egg he wore on his head to games. He what? also wore a piggy bank on his head. <laughs> He's a super fan <laughs> uh, I just wanted to read that one part. <laughs> he wore a piggy bank on his head. I know, I like the whole idea that like he he wore this paper mache egg. He was called the Eggman. Oh, by the way, he also wore a piggy bank on his head. <laughs> Why? He's a super fan. Okay, anyways, um, so I wanted to tell you about some of the other names because obviously, if you're doing a sixty 64- four team bracket name bracket you're gonna pick some bad names you gotta have some bad names in there so i told you that the runner-up was outlaws the final four the other two names was the thunderbirds and the barons i remember the barons
0: yeah i like that one
1: and uh, and i remember the thunderbirds too because i was thinking oh t-birds that's pretty cool yeah um then the final eight you know twisters you had rough riders coyotes renegades but i don't really care about those teams they're all the same I want to tell you about some of the weird team names that they had suggested, such as the 16 seed hot dogs, no city hot dogs, hot (laughs) dog, which I love. Yeah, I think it would have been great. Uh, how about the Oklahoma city gushers (laughs) named after our favorite snack? I'm sure they named it after oil, but everyone would have thought about the famous gummy snack. What about the Oklahoma City Alligators, that famous Oklahoma animal, the alligator? Uh, Another 16 seed, the Flaming Chili Peppers, combining the famous Oklahoma City band, the Flaming Lips, with the famous California band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) So dumb. Uh, some of these other names that i enjoyed uh the lollipops oklahoma city lollipops did not make it fast the first round uh the Dreamcatchers, which i actually liked i thought that was cool oklahoma city Dreamcatchers. um the okie dokies was a name suggested
0: oh boy i'm gonna have to run, you're gonna have to send me a link to this i need to run all these by barry and figure out how many of them are his he had to have been. He he was had to have been responsible for the okie dokies and the hot dogs. Uh,
1: my favorite one, the Spears. Oh, hey, Oklahoma City Spears. That was an option. I think that was like a seven seed too. Wow, it was a really good shot, Spears. Um, my unintentionally favorite one, the Pride. I would have just loved. Oh if, my goodness! If Oklahoma City had like inadvertently become like the the most favorite NBA team of the gay community. That would have just been so funny. Um, another one I liked, the dudes.
0: <laughs> the Oklahoma
1: City dudes. The dudes, man. The dudes, they were a seven seed. Um, Another two seed, which they had to include this, the scissor tails, man. You've heard about our state oh, bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for everything that's on our license plates, they uh, built a walkway with it. got to do something
0: with scissor tails. Hey, um, um, did I tell you about... My neighbor, Seth Nix, climbing the scissor tail and getting arrested for it. (laughs) No, why did he climb it? I don't know. I'll give you more details later off the pod. It's (laughs) it's just a personal note.
1: Um, And then the last one, I was just more surprised that this was a two seed. The Sonics, they're just spitting in the face of Seattle, putting them as a two seed. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that uh, the Thunder actually won. Uh, the the whole contest. People liked it back then, and I guess they still like it now. Whatever. Do you remember watching the reveal of the of the name? Well, I re- I do remember that. But do you remember when it leaked first? Yeah, I was hoping that it wasn't true. There was a cell phone picture of I. I don't know if it was. I think it was a basketball, wasn't it?
0: That had yes. the thunder logo. Yes, and it was just like that. Can't no, 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 no. And was it, no, that was that on it. Twitter?
1: Did Twitter exist back then? Two thousand eight. I feel like that's where I saw it. I, but yeah, that was, that was the first know. time, and it, and it was the real logo. Yeah, it and that, was. And that leaked out a few days before the official unveil. Yeah, I do remember. I was not a huge fan of it at the time, but I've gotten so used to it, it doesn't matter anymore.
0: Right, it's fine. You can name no. them whatever. And the name, the logo, everything, you just get used to it. Even though the yeah, logo is still so bad. Could have named them the hot dogs. Could have named them the hot dogs. I don't know. I don't know if I could get used to that. The hot dogs? Yeah. I don't know about that. It'd be pretty bold. It would be. We finally give Oklahoma City a professional franchise, and they name them the hot dogs. This is why we never moved anything here. Not as bold as the flaming chili peppers would have been. Yeah. It's just like named by a 20-year-old stoner. Right. That's ridiculous. Uh, Okay. Anything else on that one before we move on to the Dion pod? Was uh, all I had. Okay. So Dion waiters was recently on a podcast. I can't remember the name of this. Uh, her name is Taylor Rooks. Yeah. Taylor Rooks. I think uh, she's like a
1: big, big 10 sports reporter or something.
0: Yeah. I've heard, I've listened to one other podcast that she's done. And I can't remember who it was with. Um, it's annoyingly not on iTunes. Um, so you'll have to go and listen to it on SoundCloud. Uh, it's on iTunes. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I listened to it. Okay, well, never I'll, mind I'll get that. you the
1: name in a second.
0: Well, I, I literally searched the name of the show that I found on there, and I couldn't find it. Maybe, maybe that was just my problem. Maybe I'm just a dad. Anyways, I guess it is on iTunes, and I had to listen to it annoyingly at one speed. Uh, it's called Time Out with Taylor Rooks. Okay, well... Go check out the podcast, I guess. Anyways, uh, Taylor Rooks did an interview with our guy, Dion Waiters. It feels like Dion hasn't been on this team in like a decade. Like I've almost forgotten about Dion in some True. ways. Um, what, uh, what stuck out to you from the interview? Uh,
1: so did you realize, I didn't realize this until afterwards, but the... The way she does her podcast is they're actually like sitting on stools facing yeah. each
0: other. Yeah, I saw like the little intro video. Was
1: yeah, it- which I actually think like worked for the podcast because I just felt like they were very comfortable with each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I really enjoyed it. um I mean, as you well know, I was not a huge fan of uh, Dion Waiters when he was in town. Oh, I know. Not because not because of anything personal. I should have loved him. He was from Philly, but. I just didn't like watching him play basketball. I was, uh, I was the initial member of the Dion haters
0: Club. Yeah.
1: Um, but then I think it started with the Players' Tribune article, just kind of about his background. Yeah. And this is true about most human beings. Like the, most human beings, you learn more about them and you're like, ah, they're, they're pretty, they're good people. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's just a good guy. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed this interview. He had a lot of uh, Dionism's you know, that I really enjoyed. He, he talked about, she was, she was asking him about like, how does he deal with criticism and stuff like that? And he said, you know, I know that those people like haven't walked a mile in my shoes, much less my socks. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I really liked that line. Um, but he told some really good stories about growing up in Philly. He was telling some story about, I forget what happened to his house um, but everyone was having to sleep downstairs and someone was trying to break in the window. And like the only reason they were able to stop this break in is because like their power had gone out or whatever. And they were all having to sleep downstairs. And, um, I don't know. It, it, I, I just, it's hard to come away from interviews like that and dislike the guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was great. He was really candid too. Cause she asked it, him about like a fight that he, uh, that he was rumored to have been in. Right. And you could tell he really didn't want to say who who the rumor was. But then she was just like, oh, come on. And he's like, all right. It was, it was Kyrie. <laughs> and um, he was like, that just didn't happen. Like, I never punched Kyrie. And in fact, like, we're good friends. I think my favorite line from the whole thing is when she asked him about his parties. And he started talking about how he has these big parties. And then... He goes into talking about how he prepares for them. And it wasn't like he gets all this stuff and you know beer or whatever for his party. He just says, "I go get my hair cut and then I got to go take care of my dogs." And he was talking about getting a pedicure, <laughs> 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 which was so great. I'm only going to refer to my feet as my dogs from now on. Um.
1: yeah and then the whole time he's talking about that party I'm thinking oh he must have like these really cool house parties you know probably like 100 people or whatever yeah
0: and he's like yeah we had 2,000 last year <laughs> there's like 2,000 people he said that people could not people the the I guess the audio or like the power was cut or something and yeah. for like five what would have been like 20 minutes people just kept dancing to nothing because the party <laughs> was so crazy so, yeah
1: he, he uh he seems like a pretty cool dude and he was very candid in this interview
0: yeah um
1: i really enjoyed it it actually made me think of something to get real for a second do you remember at the end of the utah game six when the stuff with royce happened on twitter and and that guy from barstool or whatever you know was like cracking jokes about royce mm-hmm. and you know i i obviously agreed with all the thunder fans like oh come on like you know you got to realize that people are going through things in their life. But at the same time I was thinking, man, if that had been a golden state reporter, like that probably would have been my first instinct too. Yeah. And it's just so messed up how like Twitter has done this to my brain to make me go that way at at the very first sight of like anyone's like weakness or flaw. I don't know. It just made me made me like reevaluate things a little bit. Yeah. Um, and And, just realizing that, like no matter who you're looking at, whether it's a reporter or a player, like they're all going through their own personal things at that time, right, and to, to try to try to just like remember that every time before you send send out a dumb tweet <laughs> to try to get some likes,
0: yeah, I think that's a good point, especially if it's a like personally about somebody and like making fun of the way they look or the way right. or anything like that I mean. For the most part, I think that we could all understand this. People don't get to choose the way they look. (laughs) And so we, to criticize that is pretty, is about as bottom of the barrel as it can be. Um, Yeah, Royce that night, Royce didn't even know anything about that until like much, much later. Didn't know that he's being made fun of. And he, I think he said he had like allergies or had something in his eye or something and, i mean obviously and he's like i'm obviously not crying because of the thunder lost <laughs> right and, he, and right, he, right. he hadn't slept in days basically because he's traveling back and forth and had some personal stuff going on but yeah, yeah. You, you just don't know no one knows what any anybody's going through you know so yeah it's best it's best to not be a jerk basically
1: <laughs> yeah, but that that's what kind of what like Dion Waiters is for me, you know, because I, I really didn't like him. It's not like I ever attacked him personally, but I just didn't enjoy watching him. I was always hating on him. And uh, just the more you learn about people, the more you realize like, ah, oh, they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of like this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dion, I thought he was great. Uh, the OKC stuff, it was Taylor Rooks obviously is not a fan of this Oklahoma City franchise because the way that she was asking questions. She was like steering him to try to say bad things about the team, Uh which I did not particularly enjoy. <laughs> um, right. Cause it just not even like as a, f- a fan of the team, but just the fact that like you would ask such a leading question to him um about the thunder. Cause she asked about like the Westbrook stuff about, you know, um she did. Yeah. Like does, you know, West, you know, you left Westbrook when people leave the thunder, they get better. You know, like, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, you know, you had to endure some, some tough things there and you, you know, it was probably pretty tough to be there, wasn't it? And then he's like, well, you know, like they taught me, Oh, what was really interesting. He said, they taught me how to be a professional. Um, I feel like that's being there is the moment that I became a professional. And, Then she said, "Well, you kind of had to be going, you know, being, you know, seeing all the stuff that you did there, huh?" And he was, and you could tell that it was like just a really uncomfortable moment, and like why, I don't know why she had to, you know, put things that way. I thought that was a really weird part of the interview. I just thought all the OKC stuff was really weird.
1: Um, Yeah, and and I don't think anything he said was like out of character for Dion. Like obviously he wanted to be playing more obviously he thought he should have gotten a huge offer after that season and like none of that was surprising and he really didn't say anything bad about the franchise at all um he, he honestly sounded a lot like the way Oladipo talks about it how it was just like so important for his growth yeah to like be around those guys and be in the western conference finals and be up 3-1 and all of that yeah
0: yeah i thought Yeah. There was nothing really notable that Dion said about the thunder. He was obviously very upset about how the summer, the summer of 2016, um, went down for him. Uh, we talk about like all these giant contracts that these dudes got and he (laughs) He was like the only guy who didn't get paid. He was the only one. And there are a lot of bad, still a ton of bad 2016 contracts out there. And he, it really thought that I really thought he was going to get one. I really thought that he would, um, but then when the Thunder ended up declining his option and like things changed quickly for him. And so, um, yeah. Uh, Alex, anything else before we go?
1: I think that's it. We covered it all.
0: I think we covered it all.
1: Did I tell you about the guy who wore the, the piggy bank on his head?
0: Did I mention that? <laughs> We've definitely covered piggy bank oh, head, okay. man. All right. Uh, you got to follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht, You can follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. Please leave us a five-star iTunes review. That means a lot to us. It's a free way that you can support us. And as always, support the people that support us. Go eat at the press. It's very good. You can take a large group there, and it's super fun. I uh, hope you guys have a great day. This should be up for our late night listeners and then people uh, driving in the morning. So I hope you guys have a great Thursday. I will talk to you guys again Friday morning.